Hare Krishna. I welcome all to Evil Day Channel Hari Nam Conference Call. Today we are very fortunate to have His Grace Dham Giridari Das Prabhu from India to enlighten us on verse 7, chapter 11, canto 5. Hare Krishna Prabhu, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Thank you so much for joining Prabhu. Whenever you are ready, please take over the call, Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Thank you so much. Uh, and I'm sorry for uh, being late for a few minutes. I was uh, just connecting, but then uh, something I didn't work. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be in the association of devotees and uh, discuss uh, Krishna Katha. So before we uh, dive deep into this, let's uh, chant invocation prayer and uh, read the shloka and then discuss. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskrityam Naram Jaivanarottamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tato Jaimudiraye Nashtaprayeshwabhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttamashloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiki. So let us lead the verse number 7 of the 11th chapter, Canto 5. Tavanayam Vyavahara Sadhavihi Kshetragnya Sakshyo Bhavati Stula Sukshmaham Tasman Manolingam Adobadanti Guna Gunatvasya Paravarasya Translation and purport by His Divine Grace Desi Bhaktivedanta Samishta Prabhupada Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai The mind makes the living entity within this material world wander through different species of life and thus the living entity experiences mundane affairs in different forms as a human being, demigod fat person, skinny person, and so forth. Learned scholars say that bodily appearance, bondage, and liberation are caused by the mind. Purport. Just as the mind is the cause of bondage, it can also be the cause of liberation. The mind is described here as para-avara. Para means transcendental, and avara means material. When the mind is engaged in the Lord's service, Savaimana Krishna Padaravindayo, it is called para transcendental. When the mind is engaged in material sense gratification, it is called avara or material. At the present moment, in our conditioned state, our mind is fully absorbed in material sense gratification. But it can be purified and brought to its original Krishna consciousness by the process of devotional service. We have often given the example of Ambarish Maharaj. Savaimana Krishna Padara Vindayo Vachamsi Vaikunta Gunanu Varnane The mind must be controlled in Krishna consciousness. The tongue can be utilized to spread the message of Krishna and glorify the Lord or take prasada, the remnants of food offered to Krishna. When one utilizes the tongue in the service of the Lord, the other senses can become purified. As 
stated in the Narada Pancharatra, Sarvopadi Vinir Muktam Tatparatyena Nirmalam. When the mind and the senses are purified, one's total existence is purified, and one's designations are also purified. One no longer considers himself a human being, a demigod, a cat, dog, Hindu, Muslim, and so forth. When the senses and mind are purified, and one is fully engaged in Krishna's service, one can be liberated and return home back to God. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Namaum Vishnu Padaya Krishna Preshtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swamin Mithinamine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvisesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanyam Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadar Shivasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Avanayam Yavahara Sadavi Kshetra Gnasakshyo Bhavatistura Shukshma Asman Manolinga Mato Badanti Guna Gunatasya Paravarasya The mind makes the living entity within this material world wander through different species of life and thus the living entity experiences mundane affairs in different forms as a human being, demigod, fat person, skinny person and so forth. Learned scholars say that bodily appearance, bondage and liberation are caused by the mind. Hare Krishna. So we are going to discuss about a <laughs> interesting subject matter which we are all... Uh, Familiar with, at the same time, uh, not so familiar with. Rahuguna initially thought that this person who is carrying his parent queen and just toitering here and there is some sort of a joker or some poor skinny uh, irrelevant guy. So he kind of uh, chastised him, kicked him. Many a times in our life we always judge and conclude someone just based on some external appearance and factors. And once Jada Bharata started to speak, King Rahuguna's entire perspective about both Jadabharata as well as about life was, was changing. And we always, as we always say, so long as we are remaining an ignorant person, we will not know to differentiate between 
illusion and reality one of the important sign symptom of a knowledgeable person is one who can differentiate between illusion and reality but in spite of somebody being knowledgeable sometimes his jnana or the knowledge senses will be covered by some cloud some layer of cataract or you can say some sort of a covering and that covering is actually brought by mind krishna in the 6th chapter of bhagavad gita shloka number 34 through 38 39 40 se- several interesting conversations are happening between arjuna and krishna where arjuna is denying not denying is expressing his inability to control the mind and krishna is telling a process to control the mind while acknowledging controlling of the mind is not so easy or straightforward so in this current context shloka where jada bharata is instructing rahuguna because already rahuguna understood that janabharata is not a ordinary helper or ordinary so called uh, illiterate or a poor guy as king rahuguna originally thought so now that basis is established janabharata slowly is penetrating and getting inside the heart of rahuguna dissecting his ignorance revealing his state of consciousness and he is going to eventually enlighten him interestingly what rahuguna is experiencing learning and his current consciousness state of mind is more or less similar and in line with our own conditioned state of mind so the instructions that rahuguna is receiving from jada bharata is always relevant for a practicing devotee so we are going to churn this particular context through some sets of reflections and first we will explain about what are all the characteristics that are expected of a person who is properly situated because in this very shloka jadaparada is mentioning learned scholars say that bodily appearance bondage and liberation are caused by the mind so let us start understand from this particular point as a first reflection how does the mind or what is that actually that devarata want to communicate uh, 
very famous saying in English. You sow a thought to reap an action. We sow an action to reap a habit. We sow a habit to reap a character. To sow a character to reap a destiny. So once destination is originally decided by one's initial thought. As we always say, as Chanakya Pandita says, when there is a confusion between should I eat or not eat, one should decide not to eat. If there is a confusion between should I travel or not travel, it's better not to travel. If there is a confusion between should I marry or not marry, one should get married. So, many a times, the mind tricks or poses some set of a dichotomy. Because the mind's one of the function is thinking. Another function is willing. And third function is feeling. So these are all functions of the mind. And Prabhupada explains, mind intelligence false ego constitute one's sukshma sarira subtle body and an atma always need a body to exhibit its function or it needs it has to have a localized presence so it need a body so atma is surrounded by sukshma as well as stula sarira sukshma sarira is made of mind intelligence and false ego and stula sarira is made of karmendriyas and jnanendriyas five knowledge acquiring senses and five functional senses so this put together sukshma sarira stula sarira and soul we kind of operate in our day-to-day life. But then, Prabhupada explains, in the transcendental plane, in the transcendental paradigm, this mind, which is material mind, the intelligence, which is material intelligence, the ego, which is a false ego, which eventually gets purified and we get true ego, purified mind and purified intelligence in the transcendental state. So to set the context, a living entity operates through First entrant is Sukshma Sarira and interactions between mind, intelligence and ego. If, as Prabhupada mentions, 
if the mind and intelligence and ego are on the side of para then it has got pure mind pure intelligence pure ego and if it is on the side of avara so then the mind is polluted consciousness is going to be covered with that polluted layer so as a first reflection let us understand the dynamics between these all personalities intelligence and mind are very good duos with one being the cause another being the effect in function if the mind and intelligence working is not understood probably we will always remain in some sort of a confusion knowing how things happen so let us take a use case a use case of a living entity or let us say the jiva which is in the human form of life so as individuals how do we take decisions when i see a sense object say for example when i see some sweets or some eatables which i like a sandwich then how does the whole sequence happens the senses my eyes and my nose both got in contact with the sandwich which i like i started to observe them so my eyes have seen them and my nose have smelled them so now that information is given to the mind the mind because of thinking willing feeling desire is desiring oh yeah based on the past experience so this is something that i generally like so the mind is constantly telling the senses go put your hand in the pocket take out your credit card or money give it to the shopkeeper and buy but then intelligence sitting from behind is screaming and saying no you should not buy intelligence say that that sandwich is not offered hence it is not conducive for your eating the mind is a tricky guy mind originally gave instruction to the senses and the sense is about to function is duty now because intelligence comes into the play the sense is immediately stopping both there is a disagreement so now when the mind saw the sense stopped functioning there is an argument between mind and intelligence i am just detailing out what happens but this all happens in a fraction of a second but this is a micro microscopic view of what is happening because we need to understand how come the bodily appearance bondage and liberation are caused by the mind 
So technically what happens? Mind and intelligence is having a debate. Mind says, I want to eat. Intelligence says, sorry, no. Mind says, last time I ate, it was nice. Intelligence says, but this is not offered. This will affect your consciousness. Then mind says, only once you please allow me. Intelligence says, no, no, one time if you eat, then, Muchyante sarva kilbishai, bunjate te twagampapa e pachantyatma karanat. Bhagavad Gita says, that one morsel of grain that is not offered to Krishna, you will verily eat sin. So there is a debate going on. In the process of the debate, depends on who is stronger. We will define how stronger part later. If the intelligence is stronger, then mind finally surrenders to intelligence and tell the senses, don't worry, we will see later. But if the mind is stronger, then it snubs off the intelligence. Shut up. I know that in spite of that I want it. Let me have it once. So, this is the general sequence of action that happens. Ego, we will not complicate this now. Let us only talk about mind and intelligence. Krishna willing, we have another opportunity. We will talk about ego also. How does... Because ego is more from a profiling perspective. Because ego operates based on what profile he has assumed. That profile that mind and intelligence combinedly has given him. If the mind and intelligence combinedly gave him the profile of a devotee, ego operates around that. Because our, for example, I am wearing a suit, a well decked up suit with coat, suit, tie and everything well nicely dressed. Then that is the profile that I am presenting myself. And based on that profile I am presenting myself, I will have my words, I will have my action, I will have my conduct, I will have my behavior set around it. Suppose if I am wearing dhoti kurta, then I am assuming, I am telling my mind and intelligence, this is my profile, and accordingly I conduct myself. So ego is a kind of a profile master. He sets the profile of who am I. And once the profile is set, mind and intelligence operates based on that. So... With that information, we will not bring in ego in the equation now. So mind and intelligence, who being stronger, is decided by where they are getting their feed from. Shastra says, intelligence is a representative of Paramatma. Intelligence, which is within us, is illuminated when it is exposing or when it is receiving knowledge from a bona fide source. So when the intelligence is illuminated with knowledge and that knowledge is from a bona fide source and it is received with proper quotient of humility, tolerance, patience, all the quotient, then the intelligence remains very stronger in the equation and have got all the authority to able to tell the mind what you are doing is wrong. But if the intelligence is not illuminated with knowledge from a bona fide source, if the intelligence is illuminated 
by sense gratificatory information materialistic information as it is explained about avara if that intelligence is filled with those garbage information then mind becomes stronger and naturally allures the person to enjoy sense gratification this is a general equation so here jada bharata by setting the context what is he saying that within this material world because of the choice because of the decision the mind taken because of his association with the materialistic sense objects the jivatma has to go through because what happens is that even though the soul is satyadananda because mind dominated the mind dominated because of its association with sense gratificatory matter for time immemorial intelligence has never thought of anything beyond it mind could overpower that's why krishna explains in bhagavad gita mind is your best friend when they are under control and mind is your worst, worst enemy when they are not under control please read 6.34 through 567 verses very nicely krishna is explaining especially after 6.35 when krishna explained about chanchalam ki mana krishna when arjuna expressed his concern then krishna is giving solutions and krishna is telling how by regular practice arjuna can handle this so i want to conclude my first reflection by saying that if a person is associated with bagiranga shakti which is materialistic aspects of life then intelligence is snubbed off ego is anyway profiled around sense gratificatory lifestyle senses will obey what direction it is receiving from the mind hence mind drives a person to conduct actions that are detrimental that are anti spiritual that are completely retaining a person to this materialistic form of life hence all the learned scholars says learn to control the mind with the help of intelligence illuminated with knowledge along with the quotient of humility tolerance patience and that way the mind can be brought under control and the real effect of the intelligence learned can be seen otherwise this mind will keep a very vague covering and all the potential of a person will get compromised several examples are given how a person whose intelligence is lost who somehow or other because of his carelessness gave up on his spiritual understanding for example ajamila has to go through several consequences before getting his uh, you know solutions even for this matter jada bharata's episode is also because of that decision 
choice that was made so he had to go through this so no other better person who can tell about the science of mind than jada bharata because he had gone through the experience of making a wrong choice so conclusion is yes if the mind is let loose it is like an uncontrolled horse it is going in all the directions and it will eventually create so much of a confusion and trouble for the passenger so mind needs to be controlled regulated for that we need to illuminate our intelligence with knowledge knowledge coming from a bona fide source shila prabhupada writes in the preface of nectar of instruction a very interesting and important point shila prabhupada writes that in all spiritual affairs one's first duty is to control his mind and senses unless one controls his mind and senses one cannot make any advancement in spiritual life everyone within this material world is engrossed in the modes of passion and ignorance one must promote himself to the platform of goodness sattva guna by following the instructions of rupa goswami and then everything concerning how to make further progress will be revealed this is from the preface of nectar of instruction so message is controlling the mind and senses we need sattva guna what is sattva guna sattva guna is knowledge from a bona fide source that is why adhyana timirandasya jnanandana shakaya chakshur unmilitam yena tasmay shri gurave namaha so we need to use the sword of knowledge to completely eliminate the cataract of sense gratificatory and you know uh, material enjoyment propensity and that when it is removed then probably one will elevate himself to the platform of goodness and then shla prabhupada writes everything concerning how to make further progress will be revealed so my first reflection is this is what scholars opinion is so hence mind needs to be handled in our spiritual journey mind is a very important component in this particular chapter itself for the past 3 uh, or 4 shlokas already jadabartha is talking about mind and how mind needs to be dealt with so this particular shloka is in that same line to insist on i'm not sure if the previous speakers have already spoken about uh, what i spoke uh in that case it is only reinforce reinforcement but uh, i just want to register this first reflection by saying this that our next birth what about next birth our next weeks you know actions are also decided by our mind that ajamila was born as a brahmana at that time when he was following spiritual practices according to the intelligence that he was illuminated with so he had a very different type of dressing lifestyle the moment his activities got adulterated with sense gratification propensity 
his bodily appearance changed his entanglement increased so much so to the extent that he became a, a, a thief because to satisfy his wife prostitute wife he had to go and steal in people's houses otherwise she was not going to keep quiet and eventually he caused a very severe entanglement for himself so it is very natural that based on our thoughts based on our decisions our dress and address will change and even though for one's progress in krishna consciousness one's dress or address is not important one's attitude is what is defining us as prabhupada explains in the preface of nectar of instruction again prabhupada writes advancement in krishna consciousness depends on the attitude of the follower a follower of the krishna consciousness movement should become a perfect goswami vaishnavas are generally known as goswamis this is again from preface to nectar of instruction so some substance of my first reflection is that we need to rise up over and beyond our minds uh, activities and for that we need to take the help of shastra chakshu from a bona fide source through a bona fide process so it is not just uh, knowledge it is about knowledge from the right source and learn through a right process and apply it with the right attitude then only their net result is full if it is only knowledge then every scholar every pandita uh, will be worshiped but several panditas are not very well appreciated because of their actions are not in line with their thoughts their actions are not in line with their knowledge so hence it is knowledge knowledge from the right source learned through a right process applied with the right attitude so this will define our appearance as well as our destination shila prabhupada writes in either teachings of lord kapila or teachings of queen kunti shila prabhupada writes that in the process of krishna consciousness one's natural appearance gets changed and shila prabhupada says you look at the face of our devotees after they have taken up krishna consciousness you will see a substantial transformation i have said i have shared this several times before and it is imperative that we can check it for ourselves you check out your picture before coming into krishna consciousness you check it out after coming into krishna consciousness you will see a difference there so i would like to rest my first reflection by saying it is very very important one should watch out for his thoughts because it is the deciding factor or the triggering factor for his destiny now comes the second reflection for second reflection prabhupad's statement in uh, the purport is very important he says how ambrish maharaj channelized his mind and senses savai manah krishna padhara vindayo 
Vachamsi Vaikunta Gunanu Varnane. So Prabhupada explains that Ambarish Mara's example. So Srinivas Acharya, one of the famous Acharyas in our Gaudiya Vaishnava tradition, has very nicely, wonderfully glorified the six ghost swamis of Vrindavan. He has mentioned Chaktva Turna Masesha Mandalapati Shrenim Sadatuchavat Bhutva Dina Ganesakau Karunaya Kaupina Kantashritav. So he has explained that these Goswamis they are not ordinary people. They are very well learned scholars. Nana Shastra Vicharanaikanipunno. So they established dharma, established spirituality, established several aspects of Krishna consciousness by scrutinizingly studying Vedic literature, not whimsically, not by their own uh, personal interpretations. They very scrutinizingly studied Vedic literature and presented the Siddhanta to us. In the process, they have ensured that their personal practices are also very, very exemplary. So hence, what did they do? Tektva Turna Masesha Mandalapati They have simply rejected all the false designations that were associated with them. As Prabhupada explains, that the designations has also to be purified. In fact, the very basic definition of bhakti itself is from this verse that Shri Prabhupada has referred here, which is in Narada Pancharatra. Sarva upadi vinirmuktam tatparat yena nirmalam. Upadi means false designation. Sarva upadi means all of one's designation. What is this designation identifying oneself with? I am a Brahmana, I am an Indian, I am an initiated devotee, I am a temple president, I am chief executive, I am beautiful, I am knowledgeable, I am Bhakti Shastri, I am this, I am that. So these are all some designations that one attaches to himself. But in the real sense, these designations are external. It is very nicely explained that Goswamis not only gave up those designations that are external, they gave up those religious identification and designations also. What are them? The Janayu thread, the saffron cloth, the Tridanda that a sannyasi would get. They even gave that up, thinking that even these designations at some point in time will be a burden for my devotional journey. So, they say, Kattva Turna Masesha Mandalapati Chenim Sada Tutchavat Tutcha, matlab, it is just rejected. Not just they were, you know, contemplating of giving this up or not. They just simply denied, rejected, saying that none of these are matter to me in front of my spiritual journey. Of course, 
we should not imitate we need not you know disrespect uh, the spiritual identifications but the level of consciousness that they were in is that they were so much absorbed in krishna consciousness nothing external mattered so the point of the second reflection is in our journey to krishna consciousness for us to perform krishikena krishikesa sevanam which means for us to utilize our senses to serve krishikesa one need to raise up to give up one's false designation but the converse is also true one somehow are they able to serve the supreme lord using one's senses naturally he will relinquish the designations so both ways it could be applicable i give up my designations give up my false identification give up my uh, reference to me saying that i am so and so he gets eligible to serve the supreme lord and that's what bhakti ruchyate that is what is devotion all about and the converse is somehow or other somebody is brought into the bhakti movement for some of us that is what has happened shila prabhupada has brought us into the bhakti process made us dance in the kirtan made us eat prasadam made us take darshan i was told that uh, you know in the earlier days especially the very very first year when all the so called american boys and girls when they were introduced to krishna consciousness they all they knew was knew where was swami ji so interestingly one of the members or your members mentioned that they loved swami ji but they never understood him because of his accent because of his content because of his mission they didn't know because it's all foreign to them but one thing they really understood was that the swami ji is coming and giving us information for our benefit and what he is saying is if it is followed very well then the result is definitely going to be sure so that much conviction even though those american boys and girls did not have a clue of what varnashrama dharma was what spirituality is what krishna consciousness is what vedas is who krishna is who jagannath was nothing of that sort they knew but they could only easily understand that it is swami ji's kind heart broad mind that he is coming forward to help us get rid of help us come out of this vicious cycle of birth and death hence let us follow him and once they started to love him then they started to relate with him slowly 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 understood his accent and further you know started to practice him the point i'm trying to say is that in the process of krishna consciousness for us to develop love for us to develop bhakti for us to to get into the groove of devotional life we need to learn to give up our designations prabhupada used to always also say that is american boys and girls they had actually given up their designations because they were really searching out for the real happiness they were exploring for that knowing the truth and real happiness 
but in the wrong place hence krishna facilitated this entire meeting between these boys and girls with shila prabhupad so much so to the extent that the entire krishna consciousness movement could spread to the entire western um uh, devotees or western people so my second reflection hence is that in the process of krishna consciousness let us learn to give up our false designation let us learn to give up our false identification with respect to this body and let us learn to give up those agendas which are associated with only body and rather utilize our time energy intelligence everything in engaging our senses to serve krishi kesa and that's where our bhakti begins social prabhupada says the tongue the mind the tongue can be purified by honoring prasadam or singing the glories of the lord sambarish maharaj utilizes the entire body entire senses entire everything in the service of the lord so we also need to utilize every one of our senses in the service of the lord for the pleasure of the lord under the direction of a bona fide spiritual authority then these designations will go and if they go then half the burden is gone because then we will be able to be get properly situated and knowing to learn things in the right perspective otherwise it will be probably giving an example it will be a person trying to extract juice out of a bamboo even though the bamboo looks like sugar cane not one drop of juice can be extracted out of bamboo even though they look alike similarly another example robert gives is the goat or the uh, the goats used to have some sort of a foreskin which looks similar to their breast so if somebody tries to milk out of that nothing will come because that is not meant to milk so hence in this process of spiritual uh, exploration or spiritual uh, um learnings one need to know this these basic information before they get surrendered before they get to read and follow krishna's rasalila and all sorts of esoteric stuff so to summarize the second reflection i just want to uh, state it that how this krishna consciousness movement is trying to help each and every one of the entire humanity at large to properly be situated in spirituality and not waste this human form of life by giving them krishna consciousness by engaging them in krishna service and eventually get their designations out of their head so that they will become a natural student of krishna consciousness <laughs> and third and the last reflection in this current context is about the context of para and avara so for that i will take you all to shrimad bhagavatam 8th canto in the 8th canto there's a, a very interesting conversation on um churning of the milk ocean pastime so in the process of churning of the milk ocean pastime in the chapter 6 of 8th canto there is a place where 
or chapter 6 i'm sorry chapter 7 or chapter 8 of the chapter 8 of the 8th uh, canto 8.8 i'll uh, read a one particular uh, shloka where lakshmi ji has appeared so in that place sukadeva goswami very nicely men- mentions that someone who has undergone great austerity has not yet conquered anger someone possesses knowledge but he has not uh, no, he has not conquered material desires someone is a very great personality but he cannot conquer lusty desires even a great personality depends on something else how can how then can he be supreme controller so the question here is sukadev goswami of course uh, explaining about lakshmi's appearance from the churning of the milk ocean past times there are several ingredients that have come out as a part of the churning of the milk ocean one of the ingredient was shrimati lakshmi devi so when shrimati lakshmi devi was giving a glance over all the people yakshas gandharvas um, charanas asuras devatas she is glancing over to find where is her supreme lord with whom she can go and have a union and eventually serve his lotus feet because lakshmi devi is one of the foremost servant or she is also one of the eternal associate and eternal consort of the supreme lord so in the process when she was born from the churning of the milk ocean she is coming out and searching for everything and they looked at all these people who are churning and looking after this you know when i'm going to get my nectar pot so in the process she is explaining uh or uh, this is what sukadeva goswami is explaining who is actually a real knowledgeable person so he is giving the list first point he says anyone who has performed austerity he should have conquered anger anyone who has performed possessed knowledge he should not have material desires which means so long as we have material desires we are not considered knowledgeable so long as we are not able to control anger we cannot be classified as a person of great austerity and so long as one has not controlled his lusty desires how can he call himself as a great personality so this is from 20th shloka of 8th canto 8th chapter so the there are furthermore messages in this context but my third reflection hence uh, lay on jadabharata statement to maharaj rahuguna saying that unless another wise you understand the real underlying meaning of an action just by you being a scholar just by you being an austere person just by you being a renunciant just by you being a great personality does not satisfy anything my dear you need to have certain exhibited qualities and those exhibited qualities are listed here so please read 8.8.20 21 and 22 there is a big list i just only read only four of them there are further more list that sukadeva goswami pad is explaining so my reflection here is in the process of becoming a, a successful person one tend to not give attention to the details as they always say the details the devil is in the details the more one understands things in a detailed meticulous manner as 
Jadabharata is explaining that an, thus the living entity experiences mundane affairs in different forms as a human being, demigod, fat person, skinny person and so forth. So, don't give any attention to these external factors. Give attention to that which is accurate, that which is appropriate, that which is definitely connecting us to the eternal Supreme Personality of Godhead. Otherwise, Shramayevahi Kevalam. Dharmasya Anusthita Pumsa Isvakshena Katasuyaha Natatpada Epiratim Shramayevahi Kevalam. So, the intent of Jadabharata to inform Maharaja Rahuguna is your power, your position, your name, your fame, they are all only useful only to that extent where you have interest and inclination for spirituality. Otherwise, they are all just simply waste. So, I want to wrap up the third reflection by saying that in the process of one trying to um, uh, understand his power position get some self-profile done. He need to be very clear that the core area of validation needs to be acquired. For example, a person's knowledge is validated only when he has learned, he has found the art of... You cannot call yourself as a... Um, as a learned person, as a successful person, until otherwise you have not conquered your material desires. How can a person be knowledgeable and have material desires? Material desires are ex exactly opposite to the person who is knowledgeable. So these are some primary questions that are being asked. So when we reflect on this particular chapter, because there are several more verses coming up, further is the same chapter, some of them even referring to mind. So I will kind of park this point over here to say that one need to at least start contemplating, start questioning, start evaluating and say that I am calling myself learned. Am I really learned? Am I calling myself a great uh, devotee? I am really a great devotee. So what are all my checklists? And that is what is given in that series that I was mentioning you. So with this note, I would like to end here and request you all to give a very strong attention about mind control because unless mind is controlled, unless mind is you know, engaged in the right senses, right amount of senses, there are several other uh, um, repercussions one may receive. Of course, this topic of mind control is a early topic. For serious practitioners, there is a presumption that they are under the care of the Supreme Lord. But we cannot just presume, we need to always have some sort of a background verification to ourselves. We have to introspect, have I been accepted by the Supreme Lord? Am I participating in the Lord's you know, scheme of things or am I drafting my own scheme of things? These are all certain basic questions one need to ask for them to conduct uh, themselves, conduct oneself in the assembly of practicing devotees. So I will stop here. I'm sure there are uh, uh, more uh, in intelligent and senior devotees in the group. But if still, if you all have any questions, comments and reflections, please feel free to share. Hare Krishna. Grandra Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. 
शिल प्रभु पाद की जाए तथा गौरव प्रेमानंद हरि हरि बोल एनी क्वेश्चन और कॉमेंट्स Thank you so much for for explaining and detailing how the mind tricks us and also sharing the realizations and reflections with us. Uh, thank you. I don't have any questions. If the devotees have any questions or comments, please go ahead. फिजिकल प्रॉब्लम कम्स इन दैट सिचुएशन द माइंड नीड and you are not able to do your sadhana in that situation what should we do to listen your body physical body or you listen your mind your intelligence no i have to do it no matter how much pain how much problems physical problems has and can you explain lenzek about that yeah so thank you for asking this question basically uh, uh, whenever we are posed with some questions from within we need to definitely definitely classify is it coming from the mind or is it coming from our intelligence because both will look same if you are not very giving a careful attention it is extremely important prabhupad's statements are one need to look after their health first japa and everything else follows after that the reason prabhupad is health first is not because you want to be bodily conscious it is because that is a sadhan that is a tool that we have for us to perform our sadhana so from that perspective if the person is genuine so i used to always give this you know formula called h g i honest guided introspection every time when we are posed with certain things we always have to apply this formula of h g i h is for being self honesty because if you tell a lie to a lawyer mm-hmm. auditor mm-hmm. doctor teacher and oneself so then the the damage is for you more than for others if you tell not not tell full truth to a lawyer or to an auditor mm-hmm. so you are in trouble so first is honesty honesty is enough not enough i need to have some sort of a guidance uh and the guidances are shastra as a, at the same time uh, book bhagavata or devotee bhagavata so we go and bounce sometimes we can use our own pre experienced learned knowledge as a base sometimes we may get confused we can take external help 
but is it mm-hmm. sufficient no you have to go back and further introspect where is all coming from so the the answer is if after doing all this hgi if the answer is yes i need to take rest because my body needs to function enough for me to perform devotional service then please take rest if many a times it may be such that one may get carried away and try to give a uh, justification of why i am need not do this because sometimes we may have to give justification to our own selves to perform you know our functions okay you need not go to satsang today because you are unwell so the mind convinces the person to not go to satsang but after half an hour the mind will say since that you are at home why don't you watch the cricket match so originally the request was come not because of not well that was just a reason given it was originally that mm-hmm. internally subtly subconsciously we desired for watching something not something which is uh, you know technically not required at that point in time so the answer is we need to do hgi honest guided and prospection now i'll tell you one level up which is not to be imitated there are mm-hmm. people who have gone beyond the mind and intelligence platform and operate on the mm-hmm. platform of the soul so that is why in vedic literature there are different mm-hmm. types of knowledge the knowledges are classified as or the nature of the things are classified as annamaya pranamaya manomaya gyanamaya vigyanamaya and these classifications will naturally tell that which class which area we are in if if somebody somebody is annamaya his thinking is only around maintaining his body like shudras i am just mm-hmm. decorating my body looking beautiful looking this looking that pranamaya is one step above that i will think of economic development vaishya manomaya or gyanamaya they will talk about religiosity dharma vigyanamaya they will talk about moksha liberation anandamaya is about bhakti so the classification is where is our quest where is our natural inclination so there is a devotee by name vasudeva who used to live in south india he was suffering with leprosy so much acute leprosy so much so that his body pores had pus and the pus was coming out of the pores and there were worms which was are you know formed in the pus and they were eating him this person was suffering acute pain and it was mm-hmm. he was thinking also no one would dare to go close to this person but chaitanya mahaprabhu when he visited dakshin bharat south india he went <laughs> and met this because this person in spite of his leprosy in spite of his pain in spite of his all that you know difficulty he was operating on the platform of bhakti it did not matter what was going on in his 
physical, mental, intellectual, because he raised mm. his consciousness above all of them. That is why we do four quadrant conversation. We call we call conversation the body level, mind level, intelligence level, mm. and soul level. So the uh, summon substances, unless we do HGI, honest guided introspection, classify them. and then according mm-hmm. to the corrective actions arbitrarily taking corrective actions may put us you know either in the back foot or in the wrong foot next sense bro yes yes sir we thank you very much very nice explanation thank, thank you hari krishna hari krishna anyone else has any other questions or comments